Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, where we explore how we can better understand our thoughts, feelings, and actions, change our results, and feel less alone as we navigate this crazy little thing called life. My name is Emily Chabborn, and I recorded this episode live in my free Facebook group, Unashamedly Human with Emily Chabborn. If you're not a member yet, head to the show notes to join this global community, and you'll be able to join me live next week as I record the next episode of Unashamedly Human, the podcast. Make sure you follow me on Instagram too, Unashamedly Emily, and enjoy this episode. All right, and welcome to another episode of Unashamedly Human, the podcast. So, this is quite a big topic today, and I really hope I'm going to do it justice. I am only going to be able to speak from my own personal experience. And yeah, I really hope it lands. So the question came in, and I have paraphrased it because it came in with quite a lot of detail, which I've really appreciated, um, but it's not necessarily relevant for me to read out somebody's personal experience. So I've just kind of paraphrased the question. Dear M, will I regret not having children? I'm 38 years old and I'm feeling the pressure from everyone around me to procreate, but I just don't think I want to have children. I've heard you talk about not having children in the past and I was wondering if you could give me any advice. I'm petrified of not having kids and then one day regretting it. So, such a good question. What I'll do to start with, I think, is just tell you about my own experience and how I came to the conclusion of not having children. And then I want to speak more widely about regrets in general and sort of living the anticipation of like a parallel life where you could be happier if you'd taken that job or you know you'd be married by now if you'd stayed with your high school boyfriend or you'd be richer now if you invested in crypto all of these things that our wonderful beautiful imagination allows us to experience without it being in our actual lived 3d reality in our current time And it can make decision-making really hard and it can keep us in a world of regret which stops us from living in the present experience. So you may very well be listening to this and you have got children or you're listening to this and you're so sure you never want to have them or maybe you're listening to this and you can't have children. The subject of children will be relevant for some people and it won't be relevant for others but the underlying code around dealing with regret I think everybody will get something from. So like I said, I'm going to do my very best to answer this question using my own experience. But please understand, this is just my experience. I I can't speak for anybody else. So like a lot of women, or I would imagine most women, I just always assumed that I would have children. I was born in the 80s and grew up with Disney princesses. And, you know, my mum was a homemaker and yes she had a job but it felt secondary in the household to my dad's and everyone around me you know every female character that I had in my life whether that be real in my life or whether that be on the television or pop culture or in the media all women had children so it wasn't ever posed to me as an option so I just assumed like everybody else that I would grow up and become a mum because that's what women did and I don't remember having this particular thought myself I didn't look at 
women, the very few women that there were, who didn't have children and think there must be something wrong with you. And I don't remember anyone ever saying directly to me, hey, look at that woman who doesn't have kids, there must be something wrong with her. But through energy or through implication or inferential language or whatever it was, it was just this thing of just like, well, why would you not have children if you're a woman? Shouldn't you want to have children if you are a woman? And so I don't think I ever really thought about an option not to have them. And then I began growing up, as you do, and I went to university and I went traveling and I lived my 20s in London and children were the last thing on my mind. I couldn't imagine myself being a mum at that time, but I still had a lot of time. Because in your 20s, you feel completely invincible. You feel like you are on the cusp of living, you know? You've got this whole life stretched out in front of you and you can make mistakes and you can waste some time and you've got kind of the freedom to do that. And so, again, it was just always this thing in the back of my mind of like, well, when I properly grow up, you know? Like, when I really grow up, then I will find a partner and I'll settle down and I'll have kids. Then I moved to Australia when I was 30 and I was the poorest I've probably ever been apart from when I was a student and I didn't have any money and my lifestyle just was not in any way shape or form conducive with having children and nor was my emotional or mental health nor was my relationship and so again I just I think I just felt so lost in those years in my early 30s that I couldn't think beyond myself and By the time I kind of crawled out of that when I was about 35, I was single again. Then I had a couple of relationships in my mid to late 30s, but neither of them were any kind of relationship that I would want to bring a child into. And then one day I woke up and I realized I was towards the end of my 30s and I had to have a real conversation with myself. Like I don't, I I couldn't quite pinpoint to you where those, where those golden years of child rearing were for me. Like it's not like, I had a couple of opportunities in my 30s where I was in a great financial position where I felt mentally and emotionally capable of bringing life into this world or where I was in, you know, the sort of relationship that that meant that I felt like, oh, yeah, like, let's you and me make another human being. How amazing would that be? Like, I just I didn't have that in my child rearing years. And so there I was towards the end of my 30s. And I was like, fuck, shit, what am I going to do about having a kid? And then for the first time ever, because I had done so much personal development and I think the global, or here in the West anyway, the sort of global conversation about women having children and women having it all and this expectation that was sort of becoming quite outdated that as a woman you should have children and you should have a great career and you should be able to do both. And why aren't you the CEO and, you know, stay-at-home mum at the same time? You know, that was beginning to be really deconstructed and really questioned and and exposed for completely absurd, because it is. And so I think all of a sudden I began to see examples of women who were being really fucking honest about how hard it is to have a kid and hold your career or have a kid and maintain your relationship or have a kid and maintain your identity. I think more and more people have found a forum through social media to be able to say, actually, no, this is really hard and it's harder than I thought it was going to be. And I think that conversation allowed me to sort of think really quite critically about whether or not I wanted children. Because by the time I was 38 and I was really having this conversation with myself, 
you know, I was at the place of, well, I either need to rush into a relationship that might not be right for me, but I'll rush into it anyway because I want to have a kid with someone, or I go and I do this by myself. And neither of those options felt congruent to me. And the more I was sort of, if you like, researching or observing other people and motherhood, and that's not to say that everyone or every post that I read or every blog that I looked at or every mother that I followed or spoke to had a shit time of motherhood they didn't at all you know they love their children beyond anything but it's hard and so I think those frank accounts that potentially weren't around in the 80s you know women didn't have those sorts of conversations there wasn't a social media platform for people to be able to say whether that be publicly or anonymously actually this is a bit shit and I haven't slept for three years and sometimes I hate my kid like there wasn't the space for people to say that and so I think I was born at a time where as an adult, I was able to really deeply think about whether or not I wanted to bring a child into this world at the age of 38 on my own. And I decided I didn't want it that much. <laughs> I actually didn't. When I really thought about it, when I thought about what it would mean at the age of 38 to either find a relationship and quickly take that relationship to parenthood or do it completely on my own with my family on the other side of the world and running my own business. I was just like, I don't want to do that. I don't want a kid that much. So I don't feel like I missed the boat. I just feel like my life was on a different, wasn't on the a, a t on a timeline that was conducive to having children. But also, and I have got friends like this, they've just always wanted to be mothers. Like from the day they were born, they knew that they were destined for motherhood. They really wanted it. They made choices in their 20s and early 30s that were directed towards becoming a mother and I didn't I just assumed it was something that would happen to me because it happened to all women women that I knew but I didn't want it enough to really navigate my earlier life towards it you know I wasn't thinking in my 20s oh do I need to find a relationship because I want to have kids I was thinking where's the nearest pub where I can go and get pissed I wasn't thinking in my early 30s, right, I need to think about getting a, a secure financial future because I want to think about buying a house because I want a home. For, I, was, I just wasn't having those conversations with myself. And so it just turned out that by the time biology started becoming a bit of an issue, I, I still wasn't really in the place to, emotionally and mentally I was, but I still wasn't really in a place where I wanted it that much, if I'm going to be honest. Would you like daily text messages of support, positivity and love sent personally from me straight to your phone? Then sign up for Wake Up With Em. It's the affirmation service you didn't know you needed. The first month is free if you follow the link in the show notes. Good morning. You're awesome. Now, having said that, do I regret or will I regret not having children? No, I won't. But that's not to say that I don't experience and I would imagine will continue to experience a certain amount of grief in the decision that I have made. And so what I mean by that is because people quite often think that I must not like children, right? Oh, my God, well, you must just hate children. I fucking love it. Are you joking? Children are hilarious. I think they're fascinating. I love babies. I'm obsessed with birth. One of the things that I grieve the most is that I will not have the experience of carrying a baby in my womb and then giving birth to it. I know that sounds whack, but I it was a hypnobirth for a good couple of years. 
a few years ago because I just I find birth really really fascinating in another life maybe I'd have been a midwife but so I not but so I do have these bits that I kind of I, I don't I don't call them regrets I call it grief because I think a regret means that I can't live happily in the decision that I have made and I can live happily in the decision that I have made but I also have grief for what I won't experience as a result of the decision that I have made. I feel grief that I'm never going to know what it's like to attempt to breastfeed. I feel grief that I'm not going to know the love of a mother and her child. Like I look at my friends who've got kids and it's really easy to see the hard stuff. It's really easy to see them stressed. It's easy to see them talk about the lack of sleep and the house is a mess and fuck man, loads of my friends right now have got toddlers. Those things are crazy. Toddlers are like these little maniacs that just run around your house and ruin everything. Like, it looks hard. And so there's part of me that can sit there and be like, fuck, thank God I don't have to pub. Like, thank God I don't have kids, right? But then I hear my friends talk about how much they love these tiny little maniacs. Or, you know, they fall over and they bump their head and they run to their mum and just you can see the the love and the bond and I have grief that I'm not going to have that experience does that mean that I regret not having children no because I can hold two experiences simultaneously at the same time so I can still be sure in my decision and feel grief as a result of it and I'm allowed to have both of those experiences I love children I'm very maternal babies are the best thing ever but I'm just not going to have my own. Now, the other thing that I want to say about regret, and I think this is really important, is that when I think about the decision that I have made not to have children, I think about why I've made that decision. I've made that decision because I feel like my body is exhausted and having a kid would make it even more exhausted. I feel like I have got so many things in my life at the moment that I really value that I would value more than having a ch- uh, having a child right now. Like don't get me wrong, if I had been in a loving, committed, financially stable and I was in an emotional and mental space when I was 32 and I had someone who I deeply 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 loved, I'd probably have a kid by now. Again, I I haven't I have I don't hate children. I'm not anti having kids. It's just that by the time I really started thinking about, do I want to do this with my life? My answer was no, because of where my life had taken me. And I value waking up in the morning and lying in my bed and reading. I value reading books. I value having the freedom to travel. I know I'm recording this in the middle of a global pandemic. So, you know, just put that aside, that the freedom that I have the sleep that I get to have, the lifestyle that I get to have, the time that I get to focus on my business and my friends, and I get to keep all of my money. I don't have to spend any of my money on anyone else. These are the things that I lean into as a result of not having children. I think I would regret it if I spent my days not leaning into the freedom that I have and not taking advantage of it and not making it and not taking it and doing something really awesome with it. So I think if I was just sort of plodding along and I wasn't particularly passionate about what I did and I felt like I had more time on my hands than I knew what to do with and I didn't have a particularly vibrant social life, then maybe I would regret it. Maybe I would feel like there was something missing. But I intend on taking the decision not to have children and really running with that. 
like really, really running with the freedom that I'm I'm having in the place of not having kids. And I think that's how I won't regret it. Number one, I don't use the word regret. I use the word grief. I, I have grief for the things that, that I won't experience and I'm I'm give myself permission to have that. But also it is this this sort of feeling of like, all right, so you've chosen not to have kids, so what are you gonna do with that? I, like make the most out of that, right? Go on these wonderful weird holidays and go off traveling for months at a time and go and see the world and explore the world outside of the school holidays and wake up on a Sunday morning and decide to go back to sleep for another couple of hours and read your book in the middle of a Tuesday afternoon. Like I have consciously and purposefully designed a lifestyle that gives me that. And so I just, instead of concentrating on what I don't have, I just constantly think about what I do have and what I have created for myself and what my lifestyle does afford me. And the more I focus my energy on that, the more I feel like I've made the right decision for myself. Now, I could easily focus on, oh, I'm never going to know, I'm never going to do this and I never do that. And I could easily focus on that. And again, I'm talking as somebody who has chosen not to have children as a result of the way that her life kind of panned out. Because I really didn't have any conscious direction with my life until I hit about 35, 36. Like my life just happened to me for the first three decades. If, like me, you love reading cool stuff, listening to interesting interviews, and hearing funny, quirky stories that feel really relatable, then sign up for my famous Friday emails. They're jam-packed with awesomeness, and if you sign up and you're not into it, you can always unsubscribe. Link in the show notes, and I look forward to being in your inbox on Friday. It's Friday! So, you know, I, again, it, it, this is my very unique experience um, and I, I know it's completely different for people who've tried to have children and can't or thought they would have children, but, you know, then their partner walked out on them when they were 34 or whatever. Like, I know this is my unique experience, but I am taking the experience that I have found myself in and have consciously decided for myself and I'm going to make it work for me. And I think that's one of the ways to avoid regret. OK, well, this is where I am. This is these are the decisions that I have made or this is the experience that has brought me to where I am today. Now, what am I going to do with that? How am I going to make this work for me? How do I create consciously now the best out of this situation? So I think when the world opens up again, and again, recording this in the middle of a global pandemic, but when I'm lying on a beach in Santorini, I don't think I'll be regretting not having kids. I may still very well, when a friend sends me a picture of her, you know, of her kid, I may very well be like, oh, that's so like, and, and love and appreciate that. Maybe even have a little bit of grief over, oh, I'm never going to be able to send my friend a picture of my kid. That's allowed. But I'm still going to be on a beach in Santorini. What I'm not going to be doing is sitting at home going like, oh, I've made the decision not to have kids. And now my, feel, my life feels empty without kids. I've made the decision not to have kids so that I can fill my life with other things. So I'm going to fill my life with other things. Because while I'm filling my life with other things, I won't be in the regret of not having children. Again, this, I understand not everybody is in the same experience as I am in, and I can only speak from my experience. And, and I would imagine that the, the grief will continue to grow with me and my timeline. You know, I, I've no doubt that when I'm old and gray, <laughs> that my you know my peers around me start having grandchildren that there will be a part of me that's like oh really feeling the grief 
of not being a grandma. I'd be a great grandma. Are you joking? Granny Emily? Oh, are you kidding? I'd be great as a granny. But, you know, I, I know that I will also have all of these other children in my life that I will be a granny figure too and I'll have my nieces and my nephews and I'll have their kids and and so again yes I will allow myself to feel the grief of it but I won't allow myself to feel the regret of it because I will also have lived a particular experience which I will not have been able to have if I had had children and so I'm just going to go hammer and tongs in the life of freedom that I am consciously and purposefully co-creating with the universe that involves not having kids. So I hope that's answered the question. I don't believe necessarily in regrets. I, I, I think grief is perfectly acceptable. But, you know, it's, it's easy to fantasize what could have been. It's easy to think, oh, this, I, I would have been a great mom and I would have had these kids that really loved me. And you don't know that, you know, not... You've got no idea how it would have panned out. And so instead of living in a parallel universe that is an illusion because the only one that we know about is the one that we are existing in right now is to give yourself the focus of okay well this is the universe that I'm living in right now this is the one and so what am I going to do with it and how am I going to make it great regardless and so yeah whether it is oh should I have taken that promotion should I stay with my high school boyfriend should I have you know bought that house if I had done this would it be like this you're never going to know and all you're doing is denying yourself living in the now and making the most out of the one life that you have created so yeah turn your focus into where you are and stop living in the land of what was or what could have been because that's a waste of what you have got I trust that that has been useful tiny little maniacs there they are though aren't they <laughs> I mean I love them but they're tiny little maniacs just reading some of the comments that have come in through the Facebook group where I am recording this live Yes, awesome. So you've taken a lot from that, even though you are a mother yourself, that it's the code of like, you know, how do we live with the decisions that we have made? And how do we make sure that those decisions, although there may be some grief around the decision that we have made, but how do we make it work for us? Yeah, and that is absolutely to focus on where we are and what we have got, and how we can continue to to make that as best as we possibly can. All right, so I trust that that has been useful. Thank you for joining me. If you have loved it, feel free to share it with a mate. I always appreciate it when you uh, rate and review and share the shit out of this episode. Very much appreciated. It's nice to know that you guys appreciate all the work that goes into the recording, editing, and uploading of a podcast episode. If you've got any questions for me, info emilychabon.com. Thank you all very much for joining me live. If you have joined me through Unashamedly Human with Emily Chabon, which is my free Facebook group. And I will see you all in a fortnight. Thanks, guys. Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, where we explore how we can better understand our thoughts, feelings and actions, change our results and feel less alone as we navigate this crazy little thing called life. My name is Emily Chabon, and I recorded this episode live in my free Facebook group, Unashamedly Human with Emily Chabon. If you're not a member yet, head to the show notes to join this global community, and you'll be able to join me live next week as I record the next episode of Unashamedly Human, the podcast. Make sure you follow me on Instagram too, Unashamedly Emily, and enjoy this episode. <laughs>